0: Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? <laughs> is this Big Sire? Is this
1: this Hades costume? Is the stinkiest costume on this planet?
0: <laughs> Babies are often very useless when you need to get things done. Take a puff. Do you fear? Big
1: pong <laughs> is a sus individual. Sun's getting real low. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox.
0: And I'm Kyle Skinner.
1: And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Pod. send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com, or support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang at Patreon.com slash Chris.
0: We're diving into a topic that we don't really do a ton. We've done some things here and there, some characters show up on some other brackets, but it's time to get back into that world of Marvel.
1: Mm. Mm. It's and it's like we don't dive in for good reason, obviously. <laughs> uh, Marvel yeah, is not out. our favorite thing, and but the thing is that Marvel is like constantly evolving, and now more than ever. There are new things getting added to it, and it's very hard to keep up with some of these bests when you have uh, potential new entries coming in. What seems like on a weekly basis nowadays. So right. uh, we try and uh, you know try and limit our Marvel conversations, I think. Uh, but we're diving into it with with a really fun one. Uh, we did Star Wars battles uh, last year, a couple years ago, and we're doing something similar for the MCU. We've got the best MCU fight scene bracket. Yeah. Uh, we are going to go ahead and just for simplicity's sake uh, disqualify TV shows. We're doing movies only here. Uh, everything that's been released up until Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. Yep. Uh, and, and we've got, uh, there's tons of fighting in Marvel movies, <laughs> Kyle. There's a lot of ground to cover. And to help us, we brought in a Marvel, a Marvel enjoyer. Uh, and, and, and a man of many talents, uh, and a podcast personality of his own. It's Anuj. Anuj, welcome to Mouse Madness.
2: What's going on, guys? Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor. I've heard so much about it and I'm, I'm excited to be here.
1: All right, Anuj. So, so walk us through your Marvel fandom a little bit. I know it's like kind of a cultural thing now and everyone knows a little bit about it, but, but kind of tell us how deep your Marvel fandom runs.
2: Yeah. um, so. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I'm not like the biggest Marvel super fan. I don't have Iron Man helmets or Spider Man uh, (laughs) suits hanging around in my house. That's not my style. But I do. I've watched Marvel pretty much my entire life. I'm very young, so I have like when Iron Man came out, the first movie. I think I was like six years old. So (laughs) I've kind of like lived my life through like these phases of Marvel. So I feel like I've kind of grown up with these characters, whether it be Iron Man. Captain America who I'll talk a lot about who I don't necessarily like uh and <laughs> already hot takes. Yeah. Um Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, you know. So all of these guys like I've I feel like I've grown up with it. I feel like I grew up with all of the Avengers cycle with Thor and all of these things. So I feel like I have a connection to these characters and that they were like a part of my childhood and kind of became like this cultural phenomenon, especially when I was in high school with like releases like Black Panther, uh, you know, Thor Ragnarok, which was huge when I was, you know, a senior in high school. Uh, I know this is dating. It doesn't make sense. Oh, so God,
0: God damn. Didn't <laughs> Ragnarok come out like yesterday? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I think I'm the youngest guest on Mouse Madness history
2: in Mouse Madness history. Oh, but I, I think so. I think so. Um, but anyway. Besides me being young, I feel like I've grown up with all these characters, so I I feel like I, I know a good amount. But you guys are gonna have to carry the show because y'all are the experts here, and I'm just I'm the co-host. I'm here to bring the hot takes and bring the spice.
1: <laughs> oh, well, uh, we will find out uh, just how expert we all are uh, in this field. But before we get to Marvel, we got to talk spoonful of sugar, Kyle. What are you drinking today in Oakland?
0: I am keeping. To my resolution of getting back on Ooh. my spoonful of sugar game. I let it fall no, off no, 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 in 2022. No, no. We back in 2023. I'm going to be making some cocktails. Uh, this one is called a Floridora. It is uh, gin, raspberry liqueur, lime juice, and ginger ale. Um, so you take uh, an ounce and a half of gin. You take a half an ounce of the liqueur, half an ounce of lime juice. Put it into a glass. Go ahead and stir that thing up. Pour it into your, your drinking glass with some ice. Uh, and add about four ounces of ginger ale. I tend to skew a little bit heavier on the ginger ale. And then you can add a lime to to garnish if you want to. I chose it because one, we've had this like raspberry liqueur sitting in our living room on like one of our shelves, just collecting dust for the past mm-hmm. couple of years. Went ahead and Googled it. I can still I can still drink it. It's all good. Uh, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, my favorite uh, Marvel hero is Black Panther. So raspberry liqueur, I can make it purple. It'd be all great. Um, but it turned into more of like a a like a brown concoction once you add some of that ginger ale. So, of course. Uh, oh, of not course. not as pretty as the pictures, but just as tasty. I'm gonna call it the Wakandadora instead of the Floradora uh, for Black Panther. So why not, Chris? What are you drinking?
1: I had a a similar situation where I have uh, some some leftover champagne in my <laughs> fridge course. from New Year's Eve, and I was like, I was like, when am I ever? going to drink this and it's a small, um, bottle. So it was unopened. So I was like, I really have like until whenever I want to do it. Um, but I, I had this episode coming up. I'm like, I need a spoonful of sugar. And then like a guardian angel, uh, one of my bosses at work, we were just having like a pre meeting conversation while we were waiting for people to arrive. I don't know how this came up. I can't really remember, but he started talking about Tom Hanks and, and how Tom Hanks, uh, has this cocktail that he creates because I don't I can't remember if he's like trying to drink like lower calorie things or something I don't know. But apparently Tom Hanks and I did not fact check this, so <laughs> please uh, if someone does let us know. Tom Hanks mixes champagne and Coke Zero, and I have both what? of those things. So I mi- I mix them together and apparently Tom Hanks calls this co- concoction a cocaine. (laughs)
0: All right. Wow. Very good.
1: So I mix it together and you know, it's not bad, but it's not (laughs) good either. Uh, will. it's like, there are no bubbles at all left in it. Well, uh, which like, that's kind of the thing, right? Like,
0: yeah, Yeah. it's
1: just this kind of weird flat, uh, (laughs) Kind of alcoholic Coca Cola mixture. I'd rather just be drinking the straight Coke Zero. You know,
0: <laughs> is it flat because the Coke uh, didn't have enough carbonation, or is it because your champagne is from New Year's Eve?
1: No, I think it's just <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what it is. Don't know. Couldn't <laughs> say. I'm not a scientist. Uh, but alas, uh, we got cocaine over here uh, right. for the Marvel episode. Love the name. Very good. Uh, Anush, what what are we drinking today?
2: So again, and along with like, you guys had these like fancy things, Kyle had his great cocktail, which sounds pretty good. uh, I can't lie. And then Chris, obviously with cocaine, Um, (laughs) I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm really going to be like a step below this. So, uh, you know, me being the young kid, I am, I was looking in my fridge. What, what, what can I bring to the table here for spoonful of sugar? And you know, there's this everlasting debate, especially with us Gen Zers, us young people, of like, what is the best hard seltzer? Is it white claw or is it truly? You know, and I this is
0: gonna tell a lot right here. This is gonna tell a lot.
2: So I like white claws, right? And they're they're kind of like carbonate to me, they're spike LaCroix. That's the best way I like to describe a white claw. Sure. Um, but truly's are really sweet. And they kind of remind me of like the Starbucks of hard seltzers. So I'm like. Where What is a good in-between? And I've been on this quest to find the in-between of hard seltzers. And I think I finally found it with my little bippity-boppity brew that I created here. I did not create it, by the way. It's Topo <laughs> Chico. Uh, and I thought, I like Topo Chico. I discovered it at Trader Joe's the other day. Just kind of put it in the cart, you know, just <laughs> experimenting. Let's see. But, you know, I've, I've grown to really appreciate it. And I think it's got a little bit more sweetness than a White Claw. But I also think it's not as, like lacroix as a as a or sorry it's not as sweet as a truly so I feel like I've found the happy medium and so I will be drinking Topo Chico we got a strawberry guava which is really Ooh. interesting
1: it sounds interesting yeah
2: um, and so I'm excited uh, it's so far it's like a good eight out of ten so I've been pretty pleased with it but yeah that's what I'm gonna be drinking today
1: all right well uh, every bracket needs a demographic uh, we had to survey. Some folks to get our 16 best MCU fight scenes uh, that we need to debate. So, Kyle, who is our demographic for this bracket?
0: Interns are, are back in the parks. Look at them starting 2023 sure out, just going to the parks over and over again. And this time, uh, we sent them to the most lackluster attraction in the, the resort, which is Web Slingers, uh, because we wanted them to go ahead and survey some overly vocal Tom Holland stands during the Web Slingers pre show. So we all know it. You walk into the little open house uh, pre-classroom before you get into the halls. And uh, there's there's Tommy H. spitting at us like there Spider-Man. He's him. talking about the little bugs that we we're going to have to go catch because they're multiplying and they're getting out. Uh, and the the little hologram Tom Holland really makes people, uh, they woo, they clap, they, they, they say hello, yeah. they get excited. And so anytime somebody made a noise once Tom Holland showed up, uh, they were getting surveyed. Asked, you know, what's your favorite MCU fight scene? And they gave us a ton. Obviously, there's, what, 14 years worth of films to go through. Uh, And we were able to find the 16, which meant that uh, quite a bit missed the dance. So, Chris, uh, what are a couple for you?
1: I mean, I talk about it on this podcast all the time. It's the Doctor Strange ghost fight scene from the first Doctor Strange movie. Look. A lot of these scenes are very robust yeah. in scale, in scope, uh, in action. There's just a lot going on, and, and something about this ghost fight scene just comforts me uh, because it is so simple. It's just it's reduced to that that very essence of a fight scene: two dudes punching each other, uh, <laughs> and and with and with the added fun, campy, corny element. The hey. They just happen to be ghost versions of themselves uh, while one of them's body is trying to be resurrected. uh, And so he's just trying to fight off the other ghost until he can go back in his body. Like, come on. That's just a slam dunk. Uh, I'm not surprised it's not on this bracket. Doctor Strange, not a popular movie, but it's one that I love. The other one I am surprised is not on this bracket. It's Tony Stark, Doctor Strange... Uh, and a few members of Guardians of the Galaxy on Titan versus Thanos. Uh, This is in Infinity War. It's like that first showdown where they're trying to get that gauntlet off of him. Peter Quill being the loser that he is messes everything up. But I really like that scene. I like that there is an objective. I like that there are a lot of Avengers together that we don't normally see together. There's a lot of them, but not too many of them. Uh, and it's just they're just fighting one guy. They're not fighting like an army of six million space insects. Uh, right. And so that one, I, I really wish would have been on this bracket. Uh, but but that's okay. Kyle, what are a couple missed the dance fights for you?
0: Yeah. So the first one for me is the fight between uh, Shuri and Neymar in the end of uh, Namor. Sorry, uh, Shuri and Namor at the end of uh, Wakanda Forever. I like it a lot because Namor is a little fish boy and he can't be out of water very long and he gets too hot and starts to burn. And she rips his little ankle wings off, which is obviously the move that you have to do when when you're fighting a villain like that. So I thought I like that fight a lot. And it also kind of allows Shuri to grapple with who she's going to be as Black Panther. Is she going to be revengeful or is she going to be vengeful? So I really like that fight. And my uh, my biggest miss the dance is uh, when Wanda as Scarlet Witch shows up to, I think it's called Kamartage. It's the temple that Doctor Strange and and all of the the mystical wizards train at, and it's in Doctor Strange too. uh, When she's trying to find uh, America Chavez and they're protecting her at the temple, and the army comes out and they're like, "You gotta stay strong." She she's tricky. She's crazy. And uh, she like ghost projects herself around the force field and into a uh, a a soldier's ear, and she's like, "Hey, hey, what are you you doing? Why don't you go ahead? Why don't you go ahead and put that shield down?" And he does And and she just goes, "She whispers here," and she does, and uh, and she's able to to absolutely fuck up that temple. So I love that scene. I thought it was really cool. Obviously, love me some Scarlet Witch. So had to say that one. Missed the dance news, what you got for us?
2: Yeah, um, you guys did a lot of like Dr. Strange stuff for your stuff that missed the dance. And I felt like this movie that I'm going to describe this fight from like really was pretty well represented within the uh, bracket. Uh, so it's a fight from Civil War. I think it's one of the first fights. It's Bucky and Black Panther and the apartment fight. Um, and it's like that kind of like, it's, I think it's within the first 20 minutes of the movie. It's uh like Captain America goes to see Bucky in this apartment. And it's kind of like the it, like, you know, you're feeling the tension a little bit, the stakes are high. And it feels like this fight where it's it's kind of like, it's it's a more modern Marvel fight because you got the SWAT officers coming and there's a lot going on and you're just like, the camera's going everywhere and, you know, Bucky and Cap are fighting in the apartment. But then there's like the crazy entrance of Black Panther and everyone's like, who is this guy? Like, this is crazy. And I remember watching that in the theater as a 15 year old with like 10 of my friends and we were all like, whoa, this is insane. And the way that Black Panther just like enters the scene, like I will never forget, like just like seeing the suit for the first time and not knowing what the hell it was. I was just like, (laughs) I was like, what is happening? But I'm here for it. And just like the fighting in the parking lot. Like, I feel like it's a fight that's super chaotic and totally understand why it's not on this bracket because it's also like three minutes long. But it's super chaotic, but it's just fun. And I feel like Civil War has a lot of great fights, as we're going to probably talk about later. But I feel like this was just a good, like, setting the tone. Like the stakes are high in this movie, you know. Even though Captain America is overrated, the stakes are high. So (laughs) I, I totally appreciated it, and I I was, I was, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. So that's the one that I think missed the dance.
1: All right. Well, we've got sixteen Marvel Cinematic Universe fight scenes that we ought to talk about. Let's not waste any more time, Kyle. Let's go ahead and cue that dramatic music. And here we go. Stop. Hammer time. Coming in at number one is the Thor, Tony, and Cap versus Thanos fight scene from Endgame.
0: World star jumping Iron Man at the number two seed is the Captain America Bucky versus Tony Stark fight scene from civil war
1: teamwork makes the dream work the number three seed is team cap versus team tony from captain america civil
0: war causing audiences everywhere to lose their collective shit at the number four seed is the avengers assemble scene from endgame
1: concrete jungle where dreams go to die coming in at number five it's the battle of new york scene from the avengers
0: Taking on Jim Helper and the gang at the number 6 seed is Wanda vs. the Illuminati from Doctor Strange 2.
1: And I feel like cousins, cause I feel like cousins. (laughs) Coming in at number 7 from Black Panther is the Black Panther vs. Killmonger fight scene.
0: Cooking up a plate of fan service at the number 8 seed is the spider man finale fight scene from Spider-Man No Way Home.
1: Talk about riding Big Thunder. Coming in at number nine from Infinity War is the Wakanda battle fight
0: scene. It's a cap in the box. Fighting at the number 10 seed is the elevator fight scene from Captain America Winter Soldier.
1: Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. Coming in at number 11 from Thor Ragnarok is the Thor versus Hulk fight scene.
0: Stealing Legs at the number 12 seed is the Jailbreak fight scene from Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Tickling the Ivories at the number 13 seed is the Piano fight scene from Doctor Strange 2.
0: Jackpot at the number 14 seed is the Casino fight scene from Black Panther.
1: Whip it. Whip it good. Coming in at number 15 from Iron Man 2 is the Tony and Rhodey versus Whiplash fight scene.
0: And coming in at the number sixteen seat is probably the most on-time a Muni bus will ever be. It is the yeah. bust fight scene from Shang Chi. Uh, Anuj, we got sixteen amazing MCU fight scenes. Are there any of first-round matchups here that you're looking forward to breaking down, or that you think might be a little bit of an upset? Absolutely, I think I think we got
2: some real good matchups here in the first round. Uh, my favorite though is the five versus the twelve. We got the Battle of New York and the Avengers, which is a great fight versus Jailbreak, which honestly I think is quite underrated. So I suspect we might get some debate and some spirited conversation when it <laughs> comes to that particular battle and another one I was looking at was the 710 matchup between Black Panther and Killmonger and the elevator fight. Two of my favorite fights in Marvel. So gonna be really interesting to break those down as well.
1: All right. Do you want let's to let's go, go ahead two? Yeah I will. Okay. <laughs> let's go ahead uh let's dive into it, y'all. Let's do it. It's the number one seed, Thor, Tony, and Cap versus Thanos fight scene from Avengers Endgame versus the number 16 bus fight from Shang-Chi. So I, like, I think everyone kind of knows the buzz fight scene from Chang-Chi. That is a very uh, remem- memorable, recognizable scene in chang so we don't really have to kind of uh, put that one into context. But the Thor-Tony and Cap fight versus Thanos, this is an interesting one because it's kind of like a pre-fight to a much larger fight that right. is also on this bracket, that being the Avengers Assemble fight. From Avengers Endgame, so in the lead up to that moment, we get Thanos. Thanos two, I like. I don't. I can't remember yeah. what this version of Thanos Uno is called. But it's Thanos. like this, the Thanos who got unhead chopped off <laughs> at, from a different timeline. Whatever, he's back. Um, and he's trying to do this this snap thing again, and so we've got Cap, Thor, and Tony trying to stop Yep. Uh the old fashioned way, mano imano imano amano. And and like that's pretty much it. The the iconic mo- and I'm sorry that like we're going to have spoilers for all of these Marvel movies, so like if you ever had any intention of watching any of these things, don't listen to this episode. Um the big moment of this fight scene is when Cap picks up the hammer, right? Right. Mjolnir. Like, that that, that was uh, such a impactful moment. I didn't see Endgame in theaters. I don't know if either of you did, but yeah. allegedly, I it, it, like people went nuts for yep. that
2: moment. This is true. I did, yeah. <laughs> people, did it's you, me. Did,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you stand up and clap, or, like, were people like, whoa
2: No, I did not stand up and clap. Just, again, like, Captain America, overrated. But <laughs> I was, like... I, I, people were like clapping and people were like really excited just like it felt like a sporting event which is really weird like but i get it because it's end game and it was like the end of the, the phase and it was just like super hyped up and all that so understandable
1: right and and i think on the one hand this is like a really simple fight especially up against the avengers assemble fight there's really no resolution to this fight it's like you know, it just, they, they didn't, they didn't get them just the three of them. And then everyone else had to come in as a backup. I don't really remember like what the original plan was. If they just went in and they're like, all right, we just going to beat them up so much uh, that this whole thing's going to end right now. Um, but they, they gave it a valiant effort and I like that, uh, like these are our three legacy Marvel dudes. Yeah. These are the, these are the boys. Yeah. The boys are bopping with
0: Thanos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, Up until this point in like the film, it just felt like one big cacophony of characters just in and out, in and out. We're in different places. We're on different planets. We're fighting different battles. And then finally, we kind of get like the core three. And what I really enjoyed is, spoiler alert for me, I love when they kind of work together and use their powers together and off of each other and feed off of each other. I love that here where you have like Cap, Throwing the shield, throwing the hammer, hammer bounces off the shield, hits Thanos. We got Iron Man shooting at the shield, shoots at that like all of that stuff is super sick.
2: I totally agree with Kyle, where it's like I am with like the heroes like coming together and that's definitely something that i looked at in judging these fights but another thing i looked at was like does the villain really have a shot you know because i feel like there are fights (laughs) on this list where it's just like okay here's a showcase of this superhero just absolutely obliterating everybody in sight (laughs) you know and like i'm with that and it's super cool at times but like at, at certain points it's like okay we get what you're trying to do here marvel so i really do appreciate this fight because thanos pretty much whoops all three of them and <laughs> it's it's just really funny like i i kind of like it like i I like when the villains got you know a little bit of a shot and you know oh, yeah. I, I feel like in this in this particular fight thanos 100 holds his own
1: i almost wish that the Avengers assemble fight happened before this one. Right. And this was like the, the end of the Avengers assemble fight, uh, where like there was this big battlefield and there were all these, these elements and, and at the end of all of the chaos and carnage, all that's left standing is these four and they're going to duke it out to the very end. Uh, and like, that's what it ends up being, uh, (laughs) in the very end. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I think there is an element of closure that doesn't exist in this fight scene that I think is necessary for a good fight scene. Like the scene has to have like resolution and this one just doesn't. Then we've got the bus fight scene. Mm. Uh, and and we talked about how much uh, we love this scene when we talked about Shang-Chi uh, a few, a couple of years ago, I guess in our best Disney thing of 2021, I think it was. I think so. I what I what I compared it to was Chen Park, who uh, directed Old Boy. He's a Korean filmmaker, and he's really famous for these kind of like intricate, interesting uh, fight scenes. You got this. Like the, the best part to me is that side shot on the bus. I, where, I mean, uh, it's come pre- on, it's pretty clean, <laughs> yeah. and he's going down the middle, and like that feels so uh, cool, but it also feels so like unique up against all these other Marvel fight scenes. Like it's an element of, uh, martial arts films or an element of Kung Fu that just isn't, isn't in other Marvel things. And like, in a way I want to say that like, it's, it's almost like a cheat code for, for this Shang Chi fight because it does rely on that classic fight choreography and and so many of these other fight scenes rely on like special effects or like kind of creative problem solving and like this Shang-Chi fight scene is just like a beautiful kind of work of performance art that is amplified by things like camera work or like the use of slow-mo and stuff like that. I just really appreciate that. Obviously like Shang-Chi is like a different kind of performer than someone like cap or uh, Steve. What's the dude's name in real life? Chris Evans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, you know, he doesn't have the same, he doesn't have the same level of like fight training. And so, sure. uh, totally. With I don't that. know. And so I think like in essence, I think it's a better fight scene. Honestly, uh, I understand the impactfulness of the one seed, uh, the fight versus Thanos, but I'm actually going to go with the sixteen-one upset just because I like the creativity. It feels really fresh. It feels really unique, and it feels like a true, uh, not just Marvel fight scene, but like a film cinema fight scene.
0: Yeah, the best scene is the one that wins here. I was going to have that thing over the number one seed, no matter what. This is just the better fight scene. Uh, I think that it... Like does a very great job of like showing us who Shang Chi is going to be and how much work he still has left in him to to learn. Uh, it does a great job of kind of setting the scene for what his relationship to to Aquafina is going to be moving forward and how they are going to kind of team up. Uh, the number one seed, I really like that fight as well. Um, but the scene itself is, feels like it's kind of overshadowed by the fact that Cap can lift this hammer now as opposed to, like, what the stake is at hand. Uh, and we know, as you're kind of watching that, that this is probably not the way that it's going to happen. Uh, and so it's kind of just this tease of, okay, well, Cap is actually worthy of lifting Thor's hammer as was hinted in, in previous films. And so it's kind of a tying of the bow moment And scene as opposed to a game changing scene well it changes the game you can lift the hammer but um, it's way more impactful to see Shang-Chi it's a much cleaner shot scene out of Shang-Chi and it's just gorgeous which means the news you don't get to break a tie but were you going to have that 16 1 upset there
2: so actually what's really interesting is before like I kind of like made my own sort of bracket for this first round and I actually had the one seed like beating the 16 which ah. is kind of which is kind of interesting but you guys convinced me i <laughs> i've kind of thought about it a little bit more and reflected and i was like the the one thing i really liked about the shang chi fight and it's kind of something that you guys discussed too is its uniqueness it's very unique it's very like new to the marvel world which was something that like we hadn't really seen before and i really like the humor in this fight, too. I mean, you have Cliff, who's, like, bringing the humor, and he's grading the fight as the fight is happening, <laughs> which is really meta, because we're grading his grading of the fight. Like, it's kind of cool. fightception grading. Pretty pretty <laughs> dope. And I just thought, like, Simu Liu was awesome in this scene. The stunts were incredible, like, yep. side shot of the Muni. The fact it's in San Francisco, which is, like, a place that I've been to millions of times, just personally connected with me. So, the more I think about it, the more I like it. And... Uh, I initially had that one seed over the sixteen just because I was thinking about like stakes, right? Like right. the Chang Chi fight kind of felt like a regular season basketball game. You know, it was like <laughs> okay, like this is you know it's 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 a it's within a movie, it's a fight, it's intense, but like at the end of the day, it's not necessarily like the big picture. But when you look at the Avengers Endgame, like it felt like the start of the NBA finals. It was like the, okay, this is the stakes, this is where we're going, and we're gonna duke this out, and like this is the start to the final battle. So that was one of the main reasons I had one over the 16, but y'all convinced me. And I really, <laughs> I really do like the uniqueness of Shang-Chi. So I am in agreement. Let's upset the 16 over the one.
0: Well, uh, don't be too disappointed. End games coming, coming right back here pretty soon. There's a <laughs> fight to be talking about. Yes. Uh, but before we get to there, let's talk about the eight, nine matchups, the number eight Spider-Man finale from no way home, a little team up action versus the number nine, Wakanda battle from Infinity War. Uh, So the No Way Home battle, uh, you got the three different Tony Parkers that are teaming up to fight the various villains from their various universes and their various films all together on the Statue of Liberty that there's being reconstructed to have a Captain America shield. And hijinks ensues, right? You have these three different kind of personalities out of the Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, who's a little bit more kind of logical and calculated. You have Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, who's a little bit more emotional. And then you have Tom Hollins, who's a little bit more inexperienced. And they have to, at one point, come together, huddle up and and reset. They're realizing that their methods aren't going the way that they should. They're actually getting a- absolutely creamed up until that moment. Um, and then they it clicks. Uh, they rely on each other. They rely on their spidey senses, their, their tingles, as Tom Holland calls it. And off they go. And it was the this is a very big moment. Uh, if you ever watched this in theaters for the first time, like this was a moment that people were losing their minds out off of. And honestly, I couldn't tell who the fuck was who throughout the entire thing. <laughs> true, yeah, like, true. same, same. And people did because they understand like the mannerisms of these different Peter Parkers. And like, so the example is when they decide to jump off the scaffolding. Really cool moment, and they're like slinging off of each other and they go into the moonlight and then they land on the Statue of Liberty's, I think crown and uh, they all land in their distinctive poses. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell (laughs) you which was which. I knew who was Tom because I realized that he had the gold in his suit. But otherwise, I was like, I don't know what this means. And when they did it, I remember in theaters people being like, yes! Yes! And I was like, (laughs) "All right, man, hell yeah. I'm so happy for you. Uh, So they go off and execute their plan of how to kind of bring their various villains away from each other so that they can kind of take them down one by one. Um, Obviously that's too easy. Green Goblin shows back up, ruins the plans. Dr. Strange is there. He's trying to set everything right. Uh, And then I didn't really include this part of the scene in my, uh, in my analysis, but after all of the other villains are kind of qualmed, uh, Tom Holland goes absolutely in on Green Goblin (laughs) on Cap Shield. So it's this kind of team up strategy. Um, There's a really great part that I liked in it when Andrew Garfield's Spider Man does this little like slingshot web uh, action where he like stretches himself in the web down and slingshots himself up to the top of the tower where he can throw the little apparatus for the Tom Holland one to then take it and throw it to the Tobey Maguire who's under the sand thought that was fucking dope and it was really well shot and it kind of showed their different uh, abilities and their different like strategies and thinking so I thought that was cool but like I said like this is a problem for me with a lot of these bigger moments and these bigger fights is like my brain can't track. Like, I'm, I have the hardest time understanding who's fighting who, where are we? And if they're all looking like Spider Man, your boy is going to be in trouble. <laughs> which brings me to the Wakanda <laughs> battle from Infinity War, which is exactly that, right? It's just this one big team up battle. Uh, you have Thanos's homies trying to break into Wakanda, you got the force fields up, uh, the little mutant zombie dogs things are trying to bite through it. And ultimately, they choose to let them in because it's much easier to fight them that way, and that's just when like chaos ensues, right? (laughs) Like you get the really silly uh, Bruce Banner in the Iron Man Hulk suit flying around with really bad CGI, where his head's floating one way and his shoulders are going the other. Uh, You have uh, Captain America and Black Panther again; their asses absolutely beat by these dogs. Um and th- like the most redeeming quality of this is that Thor is reunited with everybody and that yeah. that moment man like w- we're talking you know the Avengers assemble moment we're talking about the Spider Man team up moment but when Thor shows back up as fucking super scion uh Thor and he's he's glowing he's he's 100%. ready to harness the power of that lightning dude that is hype yes. that is big hype hundred percent hundred percent.
1: I didn't really watch these movies in order. Like, I would love to go back and kind of like re-experience it to to recontextualize it because it, it was so well done. Uh, yeah. Having watched Infinity War for the first time with basically no context, it was cool. And so, like, imagine if I had all the context. like imagine this being a really awesome moment.
0: Yeah, and I remember in theaters, like, being like, "Oh yeah, baby, let's do this." So that moment's really cool. Second favorite moment is when uh, Wanda shows up from protecting vision uh, up in the tower where Sherry's performing the surgery and she saves uh, Okoye and uh, Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. by lifting up those big wheel things and moving them. That part is so sick. Like, I don't, it's so simple and it's exactly what Wanda does, but like that part is also hype. And then my third favorite moment is Bucky lifting up a little rack rocket by his little fucking scruff. And they just go <laughs> side to side. They're just shooting, shooting anything that moves. So that is Chris. One thing that you said during the doctor strange too, and you've said over and over again about all this Marvel stuff is like the silly, stupid superhero stuff. To me, that's that like picking up the fucking raccoon and using him as like a auxiliary gun is just so silly superhero move. Like, I think it's great. Um, So for those three reasons, I'm going to choose the Infinity War battle over the Spider-Man finale. And that's just because of my lack of distinction between the uh, (laughs) Spider-Men and lack of familiarity with those villains and universes because I was not the biggest Spider-Man person. So I'm going to go with the Wakanda battle.
1: I think the spider mans finale, I think it's downfall is that it's too long Mm. Uh, and like I understand why and this is like a symptom of the problem that is the current MCU in that there's just too much to consider uh, and it's really hard to make a simple fight scene finale anymore and if this was just the three Spider-Man versus those three villains and the day is saved it would be one thing but all of a sudden, now you have Doc Ock involved and you have the Green Goblin involved and you have Doctor Strange in this box and the tears in the timelines and MJ and Ned in it. Like, there's just a lot and it's, like, not nice and tidy and it's, it just feels like the sides are spilling over this scene throughout. There are some really cool moments I like about it, though. Uh, the Statue of Liberty... Someone said this in the YouTube comments. I don't know if this is true, but they said that the Statue of Liberty represents second chances. I saw that as well. And that like Andrew Garfield, Spidey saving Zendaya was like, that was that. And there was like a nice little connection. So I thought that was cool. Um, And I also just kind of like the concept of the way they set up the fight. And this is like a video game thing where... Oftentimes, when you get to the boss fight in a video game level, you can't just beat them my powers versus your powers. Right. Like, you have to figure out a certain puzzle element where, like, maybe it's the room that you're fighting the boss in or maybe it has this Achilles heel that it's exposing while it's going through its moveset and you have to, like, use your observation skills to figure out how to solve the puzzle. And they set that up. With this fight where they have these little injections, the cures set up through the scaffolding, and they're trying to kind of lure these uh, bad guys into traps based on their powers, and et cetera, et cetera. I think that's really cool. Like, that's very satisfying to me, and it, I think it moves the fight along. I mean, there's also, Kyle, you kind of briefly mentioned the character element as well, too. Like, this is a growth moment for all the Spider-Mans. There's an element of brotherhood that they talk about that I think is just really cool and probably the best part about Spider-Man uh, yeah. now at home. I'm agreeing with you, though. I got the Wakanda battle going on. I, I love that you called out, like, the Bucky and Rocket uh, combo. I think a good fight scene, especially a big ensemble one like this, has those small character moments where uh you know you can kind of enjoy the way that a character is fighting based on the character that they are and, and honestly like yeah bucky and rocket great combo thor and groot great combo too oh yeah um love a good uh like meet up between two characters you didn't expect to have like a storyline together i think about um stranger things when steve and dustin get like a storyline or yeah. game of thrones when like aria and the hound get a storyline like it's just like let's go my like, two favorites back to back
0: it's also kind of like the the bucky rocket is the kind of like two rebuilt specimen right and then you have the two elements in Groot and Thor fighting together
1: totally so for that reason I got Wakanda going on a news the nine seed advances uh another free pass for you do you you agree with this
2: yeah I actually am in agreement I do see the nine over the eight here uh like you guys talked about I feel like this Spider-Man fight really like I feel like the creators of the fight were really like, and the movie were just struggling with like the fact of like fan service versus the actual finished product. And there was a lot of like, obviously, those moments that they wanted the audience to eat up with like Andrew Garfield, Spider Man being like, these are the brothers I always wanted, and like things like that, where it's like the whole brotherhood thing. And it's, I feel like it's very shoved down your throat in certain moments. And it just feels like very like, ugh, like I, stop trying so hard type thing and but there were really cool like subtle moments that i liked when they played uh toby Maguire's theme when they kind of zoom in on him having his little moment i really enjoyed that moment uh as a part of the kind of spider-man thing i like the whole like halftime adjustments because the spider-men were just getting (laughs) crushed and then they like meet up and they're like all right guys we have one chance. All right. What are we going to do? We're going to work together. I enjoyed that. And I know Kyle talked about that a little bit, but I feel like it does go very overboard with the fan service and, and, uh, you know, the Spider-Man therapy and all that stuff was a little, you know, like, okay, like, we, we <laughs> know what you're doing here. Therapy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I called it. It was like, it's, it's therapy for Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> and it's, I mean, next we're going to see like uh, the Spider-Verse, just all 50 of the Spider-Men that like have therapy and yeah, it's gonna yeah. Be, that's going to be the movie. Um, but I feel like with the Wakanda battle, what I, I kind of drew inspiration for the Wakanda battle and like the first thing I wrote down was like this whole setup and like the initial force field of the battle. I don't know if you guys are big Harry Potter heads, but it reminds me a lot of like the beginning of the Battle of the Hogwarts. And it yeah. was just like the whole like setup and like everything, all the, like the, the 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 tribal chants and everything. It just felt like it was like the uh, McGonagall like making the little statues like block Hogwarts and all these things. And you guys were like shaking your heads like you completely disagree with me. So that's totally fine.
0: But <laughs> I, it's an I've entire seen all universe. Three Harry Potter's. So I do
2: <laughs> That's fair, but it's another universe entirely, and we're not talking about Harry Potter. But like you said, the Thor Super Saiyan moment bring me Thanos iconic super hype just had me going crazy
1: Uh, Thor saying bring me Thanos is the equivalent of we want Bama
2: I like that.
1: Like, bro, why are you? Why are you asking for Thanos? (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna get smoked. I thought
0: was really funny. And And
1: they did get smoked. Like, come on, dude. They
0: literally always win. They literally lost lost half of the world in that moment.
1: (laughs) Hey, RTR, roll Thanos, roll.
0: Oh man. Um. So
2: I feel like this Wakanda fight just really has a lot of these like little. Moments that make it this amazing fight versus Spider Man, which just felt very like they were trying to have those moments, but they're really trying to shove it down your throat. And I feel like this Wakanda fight feels like they're not really trying and it's very organic and normal.
1: All right. Next matchup is the number four Avengers Assemble fight from Avengers Endgame versus number 13, the piano fight from Doctor Strange. Let's go go ahead and save. Let's Let's go ahead. Hey, let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save Mm. it. I have something to say Mm. about this Avengers Endgame fight first um i hate it i really really don't like it there's it feels like there's so Uh, much to say but also so little to say about it at the same time my screenwriter in college my screenwriter my screenwriting professor (laughs) in college he used to tell a joke and i don't know if this was his joke or just like a hollywood joke but he used to say the longest scene that you can possibly write is only four words the two navies battle And this feels like this is exactly that, where like they just said, everyone everyone fights each other, and like it feels like their attempts at a lot of those smaller character moments that we see like in that Wakanda battle, they're just not executed quite as well. But I gotta ask you guys because. Mm -hmm that there's that infinity gauntlet like football play that they try and run. Yeah. I can't remember if yeah. they, I can't remember if they tr- they like draw that up or something, but no, like it, it does happens. not go very well. It
2: just yeah, um, It's very in um, the moment.
1: All right. So we got a lot of characters on this battlefield. If you're drafting a football team, who's your first overall pick from the Avengers on your football team. Mm. Mine would be Spidey. Probably. I think I would put Spidey in like slot receiver, tight end. I think he's going up there up the middle. He's got hands. He can bring in pretty much anything. I know he's small, but I think he's got some vert to him.
2: See, Spider-Man kind of reminds me, and I'm going to do a little Bay area sports, uh, kind of metaphor here it kind of reminds me of a little bit of like trey lance you know a little inexperienced <laughs> played some d2 football and tore it up with his in comp- his limited competition but he's so inexperienced to the point where he's a project so i feel like you're really going to need to work and develop him and I, I just don't know if i need like i want a finished product you know i want the brock purdy of the <laughs> spot of of the avengers and i think uh for me I think that, like, that Brock Purdy, the guy who's ready to go, the guy who's ready to make that immediate impact day one. I'm going Thor. I think. Mm. I think Thor's just, you know, and and yes, does he get annihilated by Thanos multiple times? Absolutely, yes. And does he get annihilated by Hulk? Absolutely. But like, I feel like he has a ceiling, and there's a certain level you know you're going to get from Thor from day one, right? There's no, there's no question. Like this dude's a god. Like he will, he'll find a way. And even though he does get obliterated at times, he, he has a ceiling. He's he's a good solid option. He's stability.
1: But for, but but I think I think Thor's got some Kyler Murray. Issues too, dude. Loves video games. That,
2: that's true. That Thor. That good point.
0: I would go with Bucky. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He feels like he he has mm. something to prove, but Ooh. nothing to lose. And he's I gonna like go out there and, and give it, it all.
1: He's, Bucky is the Tim Riggins of the
0: Avengers. <laughs> dude, he's. I did not think we were gonna yeah. be talking about Friday
2: Night Lights.
1: <laughs> so, so some other things about this this Avengers Endgame f- uh, assemble fight. The, why is it? Why is everything diarrhea colored? <laughs> It's like this disgusting brown, like this is the climax of over 10 years of filmmaking. And you're going to put it in this like gross brown, nasty, ugly setting. And I get that. Like, I think part of the reason is that you need a dull background because so many people have these like special powers that are like specifically colored. And there's just so much going on that like, oh, I think I saw a Valkyrie fly by or like, oh, I think that was a little Iron Man bolt or whatever. But it's just like so many of these other fights like have really cool settings and like they're very colorful and bright. And I just I don't know. The, the brown really made me super uninterested and I, I did not like that. Don't like the to- the uh Dude, the Pepper Pots. When Pepper comes up and like it's real quick, but Pepper comes up like back to back with Tony, and they do like a little couples like swirl and yeah. start like. F- Dude, yeah. if I got Jul- if I got Julia out on the battlefield, the last thing we're doing <laughs> is doing a little like back to back twirl dance uh, with people coming at us. I'd be like, get over there, get, get behind the rock. What are you doing? <laughs> I think, so the, the the one highlight for me, though, is that probably, I think, one of the best uh, fight maneuvers of all time uh, in at least in the MCU, and it comes from Thanos. It's when Thanos like yoinks the Power Stone out of his own gauntlet oh, to yeah, charge dope. up a super Falcon punch yeah. to like launch Tony. That was such a good move. I yeah, was not sick. expecting yeah. it. Uh, it's it's like one of those like okay, I have to like I have to like drop back five yards to like convert for fifteen. Like that was super cool. Uh, I mean, we, we know I love it. We know I love it more than anything in the world. The Dr. Strange piano fight scene. It's just so tight and clean and short and memorable, just like the bus site bus fight. You've got a character fighting himself, which is like the peak of enjoyment for me. Uh, the sound design is brilliant in it. You've got the piano (laughs) sounds and the the keys like the, um, the sound of the keys are playing as each note hits, uh, each version of Dr. Strange, uh, it's it's like Kyle you mentioned Jackie Chan with the Shang Chi stuff like this is Jackie Chan level of like creativity because Easy like out. that was his thing like Jackie Chan back in the day like yes he was great at like fight choreo but more so he was just really creative with like how he used props and scenery to like do fights and so for an American audience I might point you towards Rush Hour 2 <laughs> uh, a gem of a film where like Jackie Chan is in the spa and he's just like k- k- killing people with trash cans and ottomans and stuff like <laughs> that. Like that is the energy that comes out for me in this Doctor Strange 2 piano fight. The goofiness is memorable and in a sea of sameness in the MCU. This one stands out for me. I love it. I have it advancing.
0: I hate it. It's the other one for me. <laughs> I don't I don't <laughs> like it. I thought it was stupid. Uh, it, it didn't fit the vibe of one, the rest of the film, and two, who I feel like Dr. Strange has been presented to us as, it just felt very out of nowhere for him to to use music notes as opposed to maybe objects that have a little bit more uh, significant meaning to him. And so it was, just felt like a very out of left field moment to the point where I was like, I okay, the, we're going all the way, I guess. Um, whenever I I was rewatching this, uh, my remote died, so I couldn't even skip through it. So that made me even more (laughs) salty. I'm going with the end game fight. I like it. I like that we get little glimmers of the characters and and their abilities and their strengths. Uh, I like that Wanda almost ripped Thanos to shreds if the airstrike wasn't called. I like that Peter Parker is being his stupid little naive self, introducing himself to everybody that catches him. I just think it's great. Um, I'm going to go with that fight, which means that Anoush, you're going to break a tie. Hey, I'm excited. We had too much agreement early on. This was, <laughs> it was getting kind of boring. It was like, damn, Chris and
2: Kyle just agree all the time. This is this is kind of this is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Look, I I actually had this fight. I called this fight because I circled the piano fight, and I was like, Chris is going to love this. I already know because <laughs> I was like, inner inner film school kid is coming out like creative visual learning with the music notes and hey. the idea of fighting with music notes appeals to something that's bigger than the film itself. And I was like, oh, that's it film does. school. That's Chris. Chris is 100% having this win. <laughs> uh, and look, respect. And like, as as someone who went to film school for like half a year, I believe, I, I see why this fight is so cool. And I see why a lot of film nerds, you know, Chris included, like this, like this fight. Me. But- I think the Avengers assemble fight wins here comfortably. I don't think it's particularly close. The Doctor Strange fight, like Kyle said, like it just it kind of comes out of left field. It's very random, very out of nowhere. Um, even though it is cool, I feel like it just didn't fit within the course of the film. Like if you look at Shang Chi, like that bus fight fits beautifully within the fabric of the movie. But with this piano fight, like Doctor Strange, it just feels like he's like music wasn't really a part of his character, and then all of a sudden, like Beethoven starts playing and starts fighting <laughs> with all these notes. It's weird. So I'm I'm with Avengers Assemble. I think uh, I really like the whole um, like how it was very limited with music, and it was just the fight kind of does the talking. There's limited dialogue, even though there's those little witty, quick like quips that Marvel likes to add in. I just felt it was very it was very simple, it was very stripped down. It was just classic, you know, heavyweights duking it out in a big fight that we're all anticipating as Marvel fans. So I'm going Avengers Assemble here, uh, going against Chris. So unfortunately. (laughs)
0: Sorry, Chris.
1: Hey, no worries. No worries.
0: All right. Let's move on to this final matchup on the left side. It's the number five Battle of New York from the Avengers and the number 12 jailbreak scene from Guardians of the Galaxy. This one is a a tight wrap up for me. It's fairly easy. Uh, I'm going to go with the jailbreak. And that's because I feel like that Avengers Battle of New York scene focused so much on explosions and things flying around as opposed to anything meaningful in the way of fights specifically just like not specific generally the scene is being shot in a way that like involves a ton of flybys and then a lot of let's stay on the crowd and watch them react to an explosion that happened nearby and i think that marvel really kind of veered away from that sure there's still explosions sure there's still drama but like the character is always at the forefront not so much the action and I think that in the early days of the MCU, they were, I mean, they're they are up against films like Transformers, right? Up against these Michael Bay blockbuster films that really incorporate CGI special effects and explosions. So Avengers feels so much of the time. And the Battle of New York feels exactly like that. But the jailbreak scene wins for me because this feels very Marvel. Uh, it feels very much like we're getting the... Character development as we are fighting, which is something that the MCU really leans into. Uh, this is the formation of the Guardians, so the scene is very important to the trajectory of this franchise and of the MCU in general. Uh, it's filled with very comical moments. It's filled with ingenuity. It's filmed with, or it's it's filled with a lot of comical moments. It's filled with a lot of ingenuity, uh, and I think that it's also filmed right. It's a chaotic jailbreak. Chaotic scene, and yet you can still understand what's going on. Uh, I just think it's really well done. I'm going to go with the 12 seed.
1: I uh, I'm going with the five seed. I'm I'm going with the Battle of New York. I think I think there is this kind of primitive element to this scene that's very comforting for me to like go back and watch some of this early marvel stuff and and even small details like the costumes like they feel so much simpler and like you can notice that there's some like bunching and bagging and spots on like caps (laughs) costume it's less you know it's less like rubbery with like a cgi overlay on it like it's just a straight up you know cosplay piece uh which is cool like it feels super authentic and I mean you kind of glossed over the whole like uh reaction shots of like the the citizens like that's a really important element to me and like yeah. that is and that's an element that like Marvel became kind of criticized for as as the uh, MCU went on that like and they kind of uh had to make it a story point with the Sokovia accords you know where it's like the Avengers coming to town and they wreak all this hav- havoc and then go nowhere Uh, I like those small moments of like Cap interacting with the police officers when when he tells them what to do and they're like, wait, who are you? Like, why why do we got (laughs) to listen to what you say? You know, like Mm -hmm. that's that's that Sam Raimi vibe. And I think they were still trying to figure out the vibe um, for the MCU. But I really liked that stuff a lot. Uh, it also had things like, you know, Hawkeye's real only moment of like importance in, in all <laughs> of the first three phases of the MCU. Hawkeye was such an MVP in this fight. I, I, I love the way that he was kind of like using his observation skills to like call stuff out to the rest of the Avengers. Um I, I I also really like the element of like the nuke in the end of the fight where you were you know this thing had gone on for like 25 minutes and you're like all right I don't see how this battle's going to end and then the nuke comes out and they go all right this is it this is how it goes down such an unexpected element but also makes total sense. Yeah sure. Uh, and 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 it had a character element with with the Tony sacrifice stuff too which was really cool. Kyle the the disrespect you're giving to Stellan Skarsgård right now, uh, Bootstrap, <laughs> Bootstrap Bill, Bill saves the, the day, bro. <laughs> like, like n- the 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 Earth would be in shambles right now if Bootstrap <laughs> Bill didn't step in and save the day. Um, but like, also this in like on that note, like this battle is such like a. F- uh, f- um, I don't really know what the word is, but like it's it's very it's like a turning point kind of in the history of this version of Earth and and they're constantly referring back to it where yeah. like this was the moment that we went from like some random heroes to like a like we are targets of like interplanetary terror all of a sudden and it's all thanks to the Battle of New York so right uh, I think this one's important and it has just about everything so I have the five seat advancing and news we got another tie coming at you
2: Yeah, I'm excited. Number two. Um, For me, I see the Battle of New York. I feel like if you asked me this question when I was 13 years old and this movie was fresh in my head and I just watched it, I would have told you this is probably the best fight scene in Marvel. Like It was so good at the time. I felt like at the time you have... Thor, everyone's coming off the hype of that first Thor movie. It's like his first introduction in the Marvel Universe. Him and Loki have this really cool dynamic throughout the battle that's kind of like an undertone uh, that's going on. And then you have like Hulk and Thor and like all that stuff. Like it's just it's a lot of like stuff going on. And then I the battle, what I really kind of don't like about this battle is it feels very Iron Man centric. It's told really through like Iron Man going around the perimeter. And it feels like Iron Man's kind of carrying the team here, where he's just <laughs> flying around the perimeter, like destroying all the threats while everybody, while Captain America is like on the ground, like throwing the occasional shield here <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there. Yeah, I, not
1: I noticed that. Yeah. He's like, de- he, Cap's like delegating and he's like, okay, Iron Man, you take the perimeter. <laughs> and uh, 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 Hulk smash. And, and then he goes, uh Natasha, we'll keep the fighting right here. I'm like, "Bro, what is that?" Mean?
2: <laughs> yeah. We'll keep the fighting right here. Like there's absolutely nothing going on and Caps like, "We'll keep the fighting here." I'm yeah. like, "What are you fighting We're bro What fighting? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is why I think Captain America is so overrated. It's like he's just like he always delegates. He's got this huge ego. He like struts around like he's some like like he's he's the shit. Like he's not. But I think Jailbreak takes the takes the cake here and I just want to say that like I think with jailbreak, what makes it really cool is like the sets and the quality of the fighting is really cool. You have like the artificial gravity element, which gives the fight like way more layers than like just a standard kind of Marvel fight in New York. Um, breaking out of prison, I feel like, is just already such high stakes. So I feel like this battle just automatically gives it that like, okay, this is important. Like this is your formation of the Guardians, who end up becoming very important in the back half of this later phase of the M- of the MCU. Uh, my highlights from this battle are when Gamora calls the Guardians like the biggest idiots in the galaxy. Yeah, And it is partially true because Peter Quill, you know, I don't know. I, sometimes he just makes some weird calls. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> but I feel Peter like it, the fight, like the jailbreak itself has like a really zany feel to it. And I like that. I, I think it adds to the fight. It adds to the characters that do become the Guardians of the Galaxy. And Yondu saying, Don't ever call me at the Sarus Thesaurus is like an iconic line. And I have to go jailbreak over Battle of New York, even though I do recognize how important the Battle of New York is for the greater MCU after that point.
1: All right, let's hop over to the other side of the bracket. We've got the number two seed, Cap and Bucky versus Tony in Captain America Civil War, versus the number 15 seed, Tony and Rhodey versus Whiplash in Iron Man 2. And I, I definitely have the two seed here. Uh, the the 15 seed, Tony and Rhodey uh, versus Whiplash, uh, Iron Man 2, definitely not one of the more popular MCU films. So surprised to see uh, that one enter this bracket. Uh, Whiplash is an interesting villain. I, I do think he has a solid backstory, and I do like his little villain quirk. You know, he's got the weapons uh, with, with the lightning. I don't know what they're made of, but they're like little lightning whips, and he's got yeah. two of them, yeah. obviously uh, played by Mickey Rourke. Who is a, an Oscar winner and an absolute G? So I like uh, I, I like that he's in the MCU. That's super cool. But this feels like such a quaint kind of fight compared to so many of these other ones. It's like I long for the days that we could have uh, the big bad get downed in like three minutes. Like <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be great if we could get back to that point for, uh, yeah. where really, really all that it was was like. Uh, Tony and Rhodey doing, like, one little teamwork maneuver uh, where they shot some blasters at each other and then everything kind of went boom. Uh, and, like, that was that. I, I really enjoy the cliche um, uh, psych, everything's uh, rigged to blow up now yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that kind of, like, caps off this fight scene. Like, that's just a classic superhero trope. And I, I really like those kind of... Uh, Cliche elements, I guess, when it comes to superhero movies. However, like it is just kind of short, somewhat forgettable. Another scene that's just like super dark and it's really hard for me to see stuff. And the Cap, Bucky and Tony stuff in Civil War is just so good. I think it's such a good movie and that final battle between the three of them is the culmination of like so much emotional baggage and it's like, it is a great physical fight but there's such an emotional and mental fight happening there as well that there's just so much tension and the stakes are so high. I just love it. So I have it advancing pretty easily here.
0: Yep. Same. And I don't really have much more to say uh, about either of them because I might as well wait till next time to talk about the two seed. Anuj, did we make the right decision here? Is the two seed supposed to be going on?
2: Absolutely. I felt like this was like the biggest blowout on the bracket. Um, My best moment of the Bucky fight was just analyze the attack patterns. That's my favorite line. Yeah. (laughs) And then it just leads to this whole like Combobulation of fighting, which just makes it even more funny. But I, I'm in total agreement with you guys. This is the biggest blowout on the bracket.
0: We'll talk more about it next time. All right, the next matchups: the number seven Black Panther vs. Killmonger from Black Panther versus the number ten elevator fight scene from Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, this elevator fight scene has gotten a lot of hype, so much so that they like revisited it. Right? Like in my trip in or an infinite in one of the Avengers movies, they go back. They have to go back mm-hmm. and do it again. Um, or at least we watch it again uh, when they're doing their whole back in time, time warp shit. Yeah. So yeah. uh, this one was top of mind for me just because of that. And it's good. I mean, I like that there's the buildup of everybody getting into the elevator floor by floor and Cap slowly kind of realizing what's about to go down. And I think that's what I mean... In the Battle of New York, it kind of that explains it. Cap's really good at analyzing situations and understanding what needs to happen. Uh, whether he's going to execute it or he's going to have somebody else do it. In this moment, he's going to execute it. And the entire time, they do a really good way, really good job of shooting the scene so that we always go back to him. And somebody gets on. Let's go back to Cap, and he's like, uh, "You can see the wheels turn in a little bit." And then finally, when he's ready to to go ham the the, the class the cla- you gotta give them a stupid line right, before we get started does anyone want to get out nope so good all right let's so go let's get it
1: so good
0: um it, it's a great fight it's a i always have an issue when it's one on many because the entire time that i'm watching it i'm like that fool should be dead like they're like there's no way that he's fending all of these people off, and it's taking this long for them to recover from some of the hits that they're taking. Obviously, he's a superhuman super soldier, so like these things that he's doing to these people hurt even more. But I always have a hard time believing that like he's fighting off like eight of them at once. There's not one guy that was able to kind of like slip in there and and do some damage, especially when he gets his hand caught and he's fighting one armed. Right, so it's it's always. The logical side of me always gets involved when it comes to those types of things. But it's really dope that he like gets out of it and you just you have the great overhead shot of all of the bodies kind of laying around him with him in the center. That really makes that scene for me. I think that's really cool. It's up against uh, Black Panther and Killmonger. And this one is really cool too because these two characters throughout this film, we understand that they are fairly invincible with their suits on. Uh, time and time again but it's when their suits are off is when their their true fighting style their true weaknesses show and killmonger kicked t'challa's ass in the first time they met so you you kind of assume that if these suits are going to come off it's going to happen again they're fighting down on these subway tracks that limit the effect of vibranium so that the the um the subways can travel through without blowing up these caverns which means that their suits are going to dissolve um not to be sus or anything, but uh, do you think a little package would fall out with these uh, suits going all going away? Like, it just happened to be dissolving around their chest. But I feel like we got some dong action coming out uh, if these suits are are dissolving as they're on these tracks. Just me? Am I the only one thinking of that?
1: It, no. I I mean, I wasn't before, but now I really can't she stop thinking about Killdonger.
0: Kill Donger. Kill Donger. Kill <laughs> <laughs> Donger. I like it. Oh uh, Man. So they're they're hand-to-hand combat, but with breathers in between, right? Once the tracks go down and they can't enter the area because the subway is going through, you get some moments of dialogue, uh, passion of the moment. Uh, It's really, really great. And then the kill shot is my favorite thing. (laughs) You get the the timing of the track. You get the tossing up of the knife. You get the, the martial arts maneuver over Killmonger, and then you get the stab. I think it's just so great. And then the death is really good. A lot of times with these villains, they explode or they die instantly or they, you know, they fall off something. But here we're left in silence with Killmonger and his thoughts, uh, as well as T'Challa's thoughts of what did I just do to this person who is my family? I think for those reasons, I'm going to go with the seven seed here over the elevator fight. I think the elevator fight shot really well. It's a really great scene. Uh, Him busting out of the elevator and then landing in like the station on his shield uh, always makes me laugh, <laughs> as if that dude
1: jumped like nine <laughs> stories and just kind of like got like, up and walked doink, away, like not even a bounce. It's like okay,
0: not even just a doink. Uh But I like the the way that the Black Panther fought fight was shot and how it ended and how we were continuing that scene without just an instant death.
1: I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. T'Challa stole the knife move from Arya in Game of Thrones. Uh, I wouldn't know. I don't really remember which one came first, but the uh, pretend to lose the knife, but I caught it. So I'm going to stab you like that is the Arya Stark move. You can't (laughs) tell me otherwise. The thing that's interesting to me about this Black Panther Killmonger fight, and I don't really remember Black Panther one very well, but it feels like this is the real war happening right here and like oh, totally. that's and like that was what he tried to do in the first place right it was like you and me right now for wakanda 1v1 let's go and so it makes me feel like the the, the fight that's happening outside with like the war like it's kind of unnecessary i don't know is that true or like was there some other kind of like element at play i don't really remember i mean but-
0: it's the two leaders of the two groups that are fighting yeah. against each other. So this is just, it's just a an addition to the war that's happening outside. And when they fall into that thing, the war outside stops, right? We get the surrender. So the now the battle is okay. just Killmonger and T'Challa.
1: Something I don't really like is is the visuals and like again like it's dark in here and I don't really know <laughs> I'm like scared. I'm not a professional I'm not a professional VFX artist, but like I know that there is a way to kind of like cut corners to make things easier. Totally. And and I don't know I mean I'm not knowledgeable enough in the subject to know like what is cutting corners to save on VFX budget versus like what is you know, actually some, uh, a limitation of the technology. So we have to do it this way versus like, what is artistry and be like, this is the way I wanted it to look uh, in the first place. Uh, I'm going, I'm going with the elevator fight. Hey, here we go. Here we go. I'm going with this one is another super memorable one for me. It's just like a creative um, situation. And y'all, you can't tell me Mm. that you didn't feel that tension in that elevator. Cause that is tension that you feel every time you get on any elevator. <laughs> yeah. It might not be, no, it wrong, might yes. not be, it might not be. I'm afraid that this person is about to assault me. No, but it might be that. Is this person going to try and talk to me? Yeah. Or, who, yeah. Or really is real. this person like who, who's going to go to the door first? Like am uh-huh. I supposed to go first? Cause I got on the elevator first or are they supposed to go first? Cause they're standing goes to the door. Yeah. I don't know. Does this person have COVID? Like, there's so much (laughs) tension. There's so much tension already in elevators. And so for this scene to, like, make a fight out of it, I thought was so enjoyable. I like the use of the little, like, magnetic handcuff thing too because the the editing and the camera does like purposefully, like focus on that being like in play within the fight. And then like yeah. cap uses it as a resource to like beat the crap out of these guys, <laughs> uh, which I think is really cool. And like a really necessary part aspect to a good fight scene. I, it is a lot of cronies, uh, like random guys, but like the Rumlow element, like Rumlow's in there too. And like he does kind of represent this like uh roadblock that cap has faced previously and he also represents like the hydra takeover that's happening uh at shield so or is this sword or is this shield which where, where where are we at where are we at right now
0: you're, you're, i don't know i don't know okay all right, all right
1: so i've got so i got the elevator fight which means the news you're breaking the tie here
0: okay um so
2: i actually really like the points that you brought up for the uh elevator fight i do appreciate the fact that it's just it feels very unique in that the tension of an elevator ride and like all of these things that have and like you said it really well of like it's just a release of that tension and just seeing cap like mess up all these cronies and all that stuff is is, it's cool and the overhead shot is definitely like definitely gives this fight a little bit of an advantage but the thing that i really like like killmonger is one of my all-time favorite villains i really think like he's such a he's such an interesting character as a villain. Like he's not like your typical Marvel villain where it's like, you don't like the guy. Like, I feel like Killmonger almost delves kind of into that anti-hero territory where he's like, sort of like, y- you kind of like the guy. Like he's not he's not necessarily like super unlikable because what he's doing, like even though the actions are villainous, it feels like there's a reason and there's just some like inner struggle that he's going through. And so you, you kind of tend to sympathize with it. Uh, I actually like, in terms of this Killmonger T'Challa fight, I like the f- I like part one better. I like the first fight because yeah. I think the setting is gorgeous. It's in front of the waterfall, like it feels very like old school mano a mano, like with the uh, with someone coming in between, being like go, and it feels very like medieval duel um this second fight like chris was talking about it's a little bit darker it's uh, the visual effects aren't as strong as that first fight it's there's no like water going everywhere no one's watching i feel like in the second fight like kyle was kind of talking about um there is that moment of silence that's not too long but it kind of feels like a weird resolution i feel like it's not clear as to like ever like what happened um but I do have to lean towards Killmonger and T'Challa, so I'm gonna go seven over ten, but it's close, and I can definitely see. Even though I have some sort of bias against Captain America, I do see why this <laughs> fight is is good, and I do see the points of like Cap really did mess up a lot of these cronies, and it's it's pretty sick to watch. So, but I'm going seven over ten.
1: All right, next matchup. It's number three, Team Cap versus Team Tony from. Captain America Civil War versus the number 14 seed the casino fight from Black Panther. All of these um fights on this bracket I sort of remembered uh when when hearing their name. The casino fight from Black Panther was the one where I was like I have no idea what that is. I don't uh-huh. really remember. In my head I was like are they at like a Ocean's 11 like Bellagio <laughs> casino or are they at like a you know a Underground, like illegal gambling operation, casino. I don't know. So
0: yeah, I had
1: to go back and revisit this one, and it's kind of an in between, right? Like yeah, uh, it's it's somewhere in the middle. And I think when I hear casino fight, I picture this very grand sort of like spectacular uh, battle with a huge set piece. But this one is actually uh, somewhat small. And like in some ways that makes it disappointing, but in some ways that makes you able to focus on some of the small elements uh, and it helps them stand out. Uh, For example, you've got, um, (laughs) you know, the expression i'm gonna throw down the gauntlet and like that is like the beginning of some type of like altercation uh-huh how about yeah. how about th- i'm gonna throw down the wig yeah because yep. that is th- that is <laughs> the beginning of this fight is when akoya ha- takes off her wig and throws it uh in a guy's face and then like all hell just breaks loose after yes. that and i just love that that is what starts it because like akoya is a human assassin and like yeah you know if she if she wanted to throw a spear through a guy's head she would have done it but she took off the wig and is like, whoop, there you go. <laughs> Take that. I um, mean, like all the ok- Okoye like photography is really good. They do uh, a really, really good, good job of kind of like focusing on her fight choreo. Really cool. Um, some of it, some of the shots are stitched together in ways that I don't know look very good we'll uh, get anymore, jolt-y. but they're we'll get a little jolty. E- yeah, there was an attempt. However, I do also really like, um, Seeing T'Challa fight in street clothes, yeah, because so many of mm-hmm. these, so many of these Avengers characters, like it's like that classic like Superman trope where like, oh, uh, I gotta go into a to- uh, phone booth and put on my suit and then go fight in my super suit, and like T'Challa, like, dude, I mean, yeah, the Black Panther suit gives him some power, but like he's very capable of kicking some ass uh-huh. in a in a in a in some fit, right? And, like, <laughs> <totally> <laughs> looking good. Yeah, Yeah. so I like that a lot, and and it kind of like humanizes Black Panther a little bit. The casino is kind of this like square-shaped arena almost with this upper level, Mm -hmm. and the camera does a really good Mm -hmm. job kind of moving around the space during the fight. Makes it feel three-dimensional. That's that Ryan Coogler uh, effect, and and I really like that. I think the downside uh, for the casino fight is... Uh, the thing that that eliminates it from the bracket for me, and that's that there's really no resolution. Like this casino fight is a setup for a chase scene that happens after it. So like, yeah, a lot of the fight elements are cool, but like it doesn't feel like a beginning and middle and end. It feels like kind of just the appetizer for like a a, a bigger scene. Uh, and this fight is going up against the number three team cap versus team tony which like is a phenomenal fight scene and this is a really really memorable one for me um i think it is kind of the middle ground for a lot of these fights where it has the uh the scale of of something like a a battle scene but it also has like the intimacy of like a showdown you know yeah and so like Uh, It it has character moments that we've talked about before, you know, like uh, when when Peter and Steve Rogers, like they do a little fight thing and like cats like, oh, you got heart kid. Where are you from? Queens. He's like Brooklyn and then goes away like it's goofy, but like I love that. Uh, I think it's really cool the setting is awesome. You know, like we don't have some gross brown random uh, (laughs) nebula that we're fighting in. like we're fighting in an airport and like, that is such a fun spot for this because like everyone knows what an airport is. I guess most people uh, know what an airport is. Like if you live in a first world country, you've probably seen one or at least you know what goes on in an airport and you know what the traditional elements of an airport are. And, like, it's a place where there's so much order, right? Like, there's every everything has to be on time, and you have to be in a certain place, and you can only go in certain areas. And so seeing the airport as this setting for this chaotic battle feels really good. And it reminds me of uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, <laughs> yes. where there's a, there's an airport level, and, like, yes. that is the best level. Everyone yes. loves that level. And part yeah. of it is because, like, everyone knows airports. And, like, it, right. it feels good to, like skate on an airport because it's basically being like screw you airport like why are you so uptight mm-hmm. all the time and like that's what I feel when I watch this battle it's like yeah you know what let's blow up the stupid departure sign at the airport <laughs> like these <laughs> yeah. this scheduling is holding me down bro yeah so so I got this this uh, cap versus Tony fight very easily
0: I like the casino fight as this like interstitial conflict I think it's really great and it also kind of shows the fighting styles of Wakandans that we're going to see for the rest of the Marvel universe. Um, but I agree with you. It's more of a setup for the big finale, which is the car chase scene. Uh, and that's where things actually get real. And we have this disconnect between Wakanda and the rest of the world and how we're going to relate and how we're going to interact and yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm not super, I'm not as hype on the the team cap versus team Tony silver war battle um, i like i do agree with you i like that we're outside and we're in the light but oftentimes we're outside in front of a green screen and it is extremely obvious when not all of the characters are have shot the shot together they just sure. couldn't quite layer it where you have like black widow who's two feet taller than tony stark because they had to kind of layer her in and they missed it so i have some qualms with that but i think that as a scene and the way that it is shot where we're not battling like we see tony punch two times and then that's it it's like we're going to sit with this conflict for a little bit we're going to watch sam and bucky run away as spider-man is kind of chasing them we're going to understand that this is the first time many of them are interacting i think it's really important scene for the rest of the the way through the mcu so i'm going to agree with you number three is going to move on anuj any issues with that
2: uh, no issues here. I Number three, I, the airport scene is one of my favorites. I love it. I think it's just, it feels very dynamic. There's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, I feel bad for the city of Hala. It seems like it took a lot of strays. <laughs> uh, I just love how like there's just little subtle shots of like Halle Leipzig Airport. <laughs> when it's just like destroyed three advances over 14 relatively comfortably here.
0: All right, final matchup. Let's let's get after it's the number six Wanda versus the Illuminati and Doctor Strange two versus number eleven Thor versus Hulk and Ragnarok. I love the Wanda versus Illuminati because they really set the Illuminati up as like the you know I wouldn't say necessarily the Avengers but they run their universe right. They are the ones that are controlling basically everything that's happening in and out of their universe and are seemingly untouchable. And then here comes soccer mom Wanda. That is being controlled by Scarlet Witch elsewhere, who is making them look like little sock puppets. She's absolutely destroying people. Blows up Homeboy's head, turns Jim Halpert into noodles, and then crushes uh, Black Captain uh, Captain Marvel under a statue. Like, absolutely goes off, and it's dope. And it's all kind of this foreshadowing of this zombie aspect of this film that we're going to see later on. Like, she's not within herself she's walking very slow all she wants is america chavez that's all she needs Um, and she's going to take down anyone in her way uh the thor and hulk one is is so fun because it is definitely like my favorite thor which is this kind of like has been within this world and off of Asgard for long enough that he is not just kind of this weird alien dude anymore, but is now kind of socialized to the the rest of the universe and it would have been such a different fight if he wasn't the goofy Thor that we see him in this. You get the super scion Thor in this one as well and like that moment is real sick in this uh because it to for my understanding we hadn't seen that yet or at least not in this this pow- this power mode and no, so like no. thor going absolutely bonkers like that was so sick um you get the corny kind of jokes of hulk being a friend from work you get the Taika YTD kind of element of jokes happening in the in the peanut gallery as the actual thing is happening down on the field uh, i think that's really cool so this one is really close for me because i really like both of them But I think I'm going to lean towards the Thor versus Hulk one just because I think that we get these characters that are so important that we've grown to love so much uh, fighting each other. And it's, it's kind of this through line in the MCU where we're starting to see a lot of these heroes go up against each other. But in a way that is gladiator style is really different and really cool hand to hand. You don't get to see a lot of Thor power until he does hit that Super Scion level uh, to really finish it all off. So and he doesn't even finish it all off. You still get Hulk with the Mm -hmm. Super Mario Bros double jump straight up (laughs) right bumper down into uh, Thor's chest and knock him out. So I think it's great. Number 11 seat is going to move on.
1: Yeah, it's the the Hulk in Thor is is probably the one that feels most like a real fight on this bracket and and the Wanda and Illuminati ones, the one that feels least like a real fight on this bracket. I mean, I love this Illuminati scene as a scene, but not necessarily as a fight. It feels like an ambush. Uh, It feels like a display of Wanda's power. And, you know, there's obviously the element of like this scene trying to make fun of spoiler culture and yeah. trying to make fun of hype culture and theory culture and stuff by yeah. doing those things like hope like we put oh we put the P- patrick stewart tease in the trailer like oh it is patrick stewart time baby and like let's just let's murder cool. snap his neck right now yeah let's turn like you said what did you say turn jim halpert into ramen noodles like yeah <laughs> Um, yep. But but you also forgot uh, slicing Captain Carter's body and have Darth Maul style, yeah. <laughs> uh, and like that, like yeah, that's shocking. But I also think that it it kind of is supposed to reveal this absurdity about. Marvel fights and superhero fights. That like, how come everyone doesn't die this easily in these battles? Especially when everyone has these superpowers. Like, sure. how come people, you know, are willing to to take so many hits before they even react at all? Like, like we we t- mentioned, Steve Rogers jumping out a nine story window and just standing up and and walking away. Like, come on. Um, yep, it's a good scene. Uh, but I, I think I have to go with the Thor versus Hulk fight as well, which means, Anuj, uh you don't break that tie. Uh, do you agree with it, though?
2: Totally. I'm with you guys. Uh, this Thor versus Hulk fight, I don't know if you guys... I don't know if it gave you guys this type of vibe, but it gave me like a, I was playing like brawl with my friends and we were like transported the Pokemon stadium stage and like yes. all our characters popped out. That was like the vibe I got. Like, what were you watching this scene? I love Ragnarok. It's a great movie. Hulk, when he's on a heater is insane. dude. Like, <laughs> insane.
0: If Hulk it's, could just stay focused for 90 right. straight minutes, right. unstoppable. It,
2: it's like me in calculus. Like my dad always tells me, he's like, if you apply yourself, you could be a math genius, but you don't. I mean, Hulk. If this man applies himself to the battle in New York, he could destroy New York. Like he's, he's insane. Hulk is crazy. Um, An electrocuted Thor is insane. Yeah, like that nuts. when he gets electrocuted and he just goes ah, like, I'm like, oh, it's over. It's over. It's yep. done. Yeah. Um, in terms of the Wanda Illuminati fight i like this fight and I like it for different reasons, but I cannot get over the fact that Jim Halpert's in a superhero suit. <laughs> like I John Krasinski, love the guy, love him. He's phenomenal, but in a quiet place in Dr. Strange, he will always be Jim Halpert, but I feel like <laughs> Scarlet Witch is at her peak in this battle. And that's why I really enjoyed it. I feel like you get to see her just really like myth. It feels very methodical, like the way that she takes apart each villain, and it's just like she just kind of cooks each one of them in different ways and it's just really funny to watch it's really cool to watch cuz it's like okay this is a superhero like cooking it's like when you see like a quarterback cooking on the field you're like oh okay like we're 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 going there yeah. and it feels like you're going there with scarlet witch here <laughs> so i i really do appreciate just her methodical destruction of everybody in this in this fight but i got to go thor versus hulk
0: And that brings us to this Elite Eight, which we'll talk about next time. And it's looking like this. The number 16, the bus fight from Shang-Chi, is going to be up against the number 9 Wakanda Battle from Infinity War. Down the brackets, the number 4 Avengers Assemble scene from Endgame versus the number 12 Jailbreak from Guardians of the Galaxy. Across the brackets, the number 2 Captain America and Bucky versus Tony Stark in Civil War versus the number 7 Black Panther versus Killmonger from Black Panther and rounding out that Elite Eight. So number three, Teen Tony versus Teen Cap in Civil War versus number 11, Thor versus Hulk from Thor Ragnarok. Anuj, thank you so much for joining us here for part one. You broke some ties. You gave some great insights. We really appreciate it and we can't wait to have you back for next time.
2: I'm I'm already excited. Game on for part two. All right,
1: everyone. That does it for another episode. If you got something to say about these Marvel matchups, you got something to say about these MCU fight scenes, please send us an email at mouse madness podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and discord. All those channels are linked in the description of this podcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash mouse madness and join us at the $5 level by becoming a member of Jerry's gang. Folks can't wait to see you in the next one. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I could do this all day.